0: back to Oh That Girl Reads, where we read what we love and DNF the rest. I'm your host, Bria, and today I just need to catch up with you guys. Um, There's some exciting things happening and ah, oh my god, so many exciting things happening. First of all, did you hear our cute little intro music? Also, do I sound different to you? My little sister, she is actually the most kind and loving and supportive human being in my life and she actually sponsored the podcast by buying us a new microphone and so now I am blessing your ears with the gift that my sister has blessed me with so thank you so much to my little sister Brooke for providing me with this it it means the world to me um that being said I haven't been around lately I oh it has been crazy. Um, first off, I feel completely wrecked. I <laughs> I am moving I'm running a summer camp um, trying to do my best with oh that Girl reach trying to do my best with making my own personal life and everything and it's kind of gotten a little overwhelming but despite all of that this has actually been my highest reading month since the year started which is kind of typical for June um, I will say it gets super hot in Arizona and so I'm inside more. Um, I'm a little bit more introspective in the summer. Um, It's like spring is like my feral energy era. Like I'm a summer girly in the spring, if that makes sense. So that usual outside the house energy. Yeah, that's me when I'm out and about in the spring, enjoying time, vibing and thriving. In the summer, I am more of like a winter girly in that I get really depressed and moody, but my reads this month has been excellent. Like, most of them were top hits. So good, and I will tell you about those in a little bit. But anyway, all I have to say is that it's been kind of a little nuts on my end, so, I'm trying to like get things back together. When you're listening to this, I will be in a room filled with 18 teenagers and teaching them about photography. So, that's what I will be doing this week. Let me know what you guys are going to be conquering this week. I hope you do amazing at it, but that is what I will be doing. I will also be working on a little special podcast episode featuring, um, the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix. Um, that book has inspired so much nerdy energy in me. I am deep diving into history of vampires, into feminism of the 80s, and into the war on drugs. Like, I'm literally doing so much research for, um, this kind of podcast episode review thing, book club discussion. At this point, um, I'm reading about four essays. Uh, I think a few of them were actually are actually people's dissertations because I I got them all from academic sources. Um, that was one thing that was really important to me. Um, I did look at like a few like blogs and like personal discussion boards, but I really did want to draw my own thoughts from academic sources so I very much used my nerdy English girl background in order to kind of like supplement the research part of the book review that being said I feel like it's going to lean more towards the it's going to lean more towards like the spoiler spoiler side Um, so I will say that that episode will most likely contain spoilers if you plan on reading this book. Um, it is a book that I do recommend, but I will say there some insane trigger warnings for gore, blood, sexual assault, um, deep-tailed rape, uh, and things like that. So, yeah, that's what's been going on with me lately. Um, let's talk about the books that I've read this month. I think... So for me, I feel like I actually want to bring a book along with me this week or at least have a book set up for me to read at the end of the long days. Um, The camp runs 9.30 to 3.30, so not too bad, about six hours. Um, And then there's like an hour lunch break, so really it's like five hours. But I'll get there kind of early. So I think like after the day, it's really hot outside. I think I'll actually like want to sit and read something. So there is this one book that I do kind of want to read this week. It's called Between Us by Vari McFarlane. Um, and this book, so I'll read the synopsis to you. It says when Rosen and Joe join their friends for a weekend at a country house, it's a triple celebration. A birthday, an engagement, and the launch of Joe's shiny new TV show. But as the weekend unfolds, tensions come to light in the group and Rosen begins to question her own relationship. And as they watch the first episode of Joe's drama, she realizes that the private things she told him, which should have stayed between them, are right there on the screen. With her friend group in chaos and her messy love life on display for the whole world to see, Royston returns home to avoid the unwanted attention and help run her family's pub. But drama still follows in the form of her dysfunctional family and the looming question, what other parts of her now ex's show are inspired by real events? Lies. Infidelity. Every week, as a new episode airs, she wonders what other secrets will be revealed. Yet the most unexpected twist of all is an old friend who is suddenly there for us in a way she never knew she needed Uh, it seems like such a good summer vibe like such a good summer show um I downloaded this book through NetGalley so thank you for NetGalley for giving me this arc for in exchange for a review I am really excited to actually read this so I think I might but at the same time okay I'm having such Decision paralysis because I also kind of want to start. um, What is it called? Oh, Happy Place by Emily Henry. I watched a live by Mari. She is a TikToker, um, also a booktuber. I actually discovered her on booktube like years and years and years ago. Um, But yeah, I was listening to her live and they were talking about Happy Place and about how with Emily Henry's writing, she kind of doesn't follow the status quo in terms of romance where there's not a guaranteed like happily ever after or we're assuming that they're happy um or they're happy for now type vibe like some of her books don't end that way and I think that's actually why I appreciate Emily Henry as an author and why I also say that Emily Henry is not fully romance I say she is like lit fic um they say i don't know they use this worm this worm (laughs) they use this term women's fiction and i don't know i don't think women's fiction is is the word that i would use or the phrasing that i would use because it implies that no one else could actually engage in this fiction at that point just call it fiction it's just fiction because what the fuck is women's fiction i don't know um I don't know. I have opinions about that. But yeah, I'm debating between that story and between us. I'm a little bit more excited about Between Us, um, especially because I get to read it on my Kindle. (laughs) I don't know why. I've been really gelling with my Kindle lately. I've been gelling with the reading experience on the Kindle, but I also would feel a little bit more comfortable um, bringing it to the summer camp with me. Oh, wait. I would have to take my stickers off. If you you guys are watching um, on YouTube, like, if you're watching... Well, actually, I think I'll actually upload the video podcast to both um, Spotify and YouTube. But if you guys are watching on, like, on Spotify or YouTube, you will actually see the stickers. I have um, this sticker. It's called a Kinky Fruit. It's by this... artist named Brie. I'll leave her linked down in the show notes um, and in the description. Um, I also have this like sexy Carlisle (laughs) Cullen like um, sticker and I'll link the artist down below for that one too and it says nice kitty and he's like in a thong and a crop top so I would have to definitely change (laughs) the stickers in my Kindle. I could probably leave like my black pink stickers in there Um, but yeah I would I would definitely have to change what's on my Kindle uh, in order to bring it, but I've been kind of enjoying the reading experience, and I think that's, like, partly why I feel like I've read so much during this month. I think I would have read as, like, a little bit more anyway, but I think the reading experience on the Kindle has made reading so casual for me in a way, whereas, like, when I have like a physical book it kind of feels like a production like I am now reading a book and I am now sitting here with said book I don't know I don't feel negative of course like I'm traditional paperback hardback girly like I like a physical book but I do think that reading on Kindle made reading a little bit more accessible to me this month which was really great as an option um but oh my gosh I think I completely (laughs) went off track talking about this um but let me tell you about what I actually read this month okay so I already talked about um the southern book club's guide to slaying vampires I was so surprised that I love this book again trigger warnings for um a, a a recounting of a rape scene um for me personally when it comes to like sexual assault scenes it's kind of depending on how it's written it's really difficult to, for me to read. Um, I've read, like, rape scenes before, but, like, when you're, like, really deeply in, like, the psychological aspect of a character trying to survive a sexual assault, I think that's what really gets me. And then I also think, like, when a character is retelling it, it really gets me. It makes it feel... A lot more raw and personal when those two situations occur in terms of like having like sexual assault in in um, novels and in written work. So if you're kind of like me in that sense, I will definitely say that like be prepared when you're going into this because I was actually surprised that that was a part of this story because I didn't check the trigger warnings. Um, (laughs) I really didn't. I just kind of went in blind. Um, and it's been interesting, like, the whole discussion around trigger warnings as of late because I think trigger warnings in literature is a new thing. It's a very new thing. And I think authors do have some sort of responsibility to include, like, authors and publishers have a responsibility to include trigger warnings in things if they can. Um, but at the same time, it is a very new concept. Like, I think about when I was reading when I was younger and... I I never really had trigger warnings available to me until booktube became a thing. And I remember it was this one specific book. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but it was basically a YA lit book. And it was a book about a school shooting. And the book's timeline was over the span of the five minutes of the shooting. And then you also kind of get like flashbacks to, um, the characters, but the timeline of the book is the five minutes of the actual act of shooting. And it is very intense. Like it is so intense. And I remember that being the first book that I was actually extremely triggered by. Um, and I did get trigger warnings for that book when I first like discovered it through YouTube because I found the found the book through YouTube and the person who suggested it, I believe it was, um, Christina Ricci. Is that how you say her last name? She's an author now as well, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, it was, it was through her. It's like Poland's books and bananas. Um, that's where I found the book. And that was the first time I've ever interacted with a trigger warning. And so that's fairly new that that's not more than oh it is more than 10 years ago so it's a little bit over 10 years ago i forget how old i am sometimes <laughs> dear god anyway but yeah it's a little over like 10 years maybe close to 13 years that you know trigger warnings have really been introduced into um the reading space but then now that readers are so close to the publishing industry and the publishing industry kind of has a closer eye on us now it feels like it's kind of starting to pick up a little bit in terms of that so I say all that to say is that it's really interesting how like the conversation around trigger warnings has changed in that you know a lot of people feel one way or the other about them like some people feel like they're super necessary and some people feel like they're um kind of handicapping hand quote unquote handicapping um people in some way which I think is a really weird argument I'm somewhere in the middle in that I feel like if there's something to be warned about warn us (laughs) um let me know like for me blood doesn't actually bother me too much um but now that i'm reading horror a little bit more i'm starting to find that there's actually boundaries and limits that i have with blood so and i also think that like trigger warnings is one of those things that change throughout life but anyway i actually really did joy southern's book club guides to slaying vampires so we're gonna look at june for our stats and our books and see what we read Okay. So technically in June, we've read seven books. What? That is so crazy. I actually just finished a novella today. Let me start off with that novella because it was very short, a very easy read. I thought it was kind of cute. I have some criticisms about it, but we'll get into that in a second. So the book that I read today, it was called The Guy for Me by Marzi Opal. I don't have my glasses on, so sorry if I blocked your view of my beautiful face. (laughs) Um, It's The Guide for Me by Marzia Opal. It is a cute friends to lovers type novella story. It's very short. I think it falls like way under 150 pages. Like I flew past this book and most of it is just like fluff um, and smut. And there's not any sort of breakups. There's like a small conflict, but... It's really sweet. I like it. It's, like, how they get together, you know. Um, both of our characters are plus size. Um, there's a lot of, like, conversations about body image and self-confidence. Our two characters meet together because they were pen pals in high school. And there's a little bit of secret identity going on there. So it was a really cute and fun story. The only thing that kind of got me sometimes was that because there was this element of like body positivity in it um it did get a little preachy at one point not in the sense of like I don't want to hear about body positivity if y'all know me that's not what I'm saying um but the way it was written in dialogue it very felt like it very much felt like rather than a character having um like working through certain thoughts and certain insecurities they were almost giving a motivational speech or like regurgitating um, some ideologies about body positivity and confidence and things like that. So it just didn't, at certain points, like um, those messagings didn't feel very um, natural to the character's voice. Um, I also felt like sometimes it got like, a little overly confessional with, like, (laughs) the emotions and the feelings of each of the characters. Not that it was, like, a bad thing, but, like, sometimes it would be, like, okay, all right, we get it. (laughs) You're really into each other. But, like, it felt like it wasn't, it felt like it was only expressed through words. But, again, it was, like, a nice, light read. Um, I very much enjoyed it. It was great for the afternoon. I was just like laying in bed, cramping on my heating pad, reading this little uh, horny, cute book, and it was good. Like, that's all I needed. Um, we all already talked about Southern. Um, Team Players. So I read two books by Deanna Gray, and it's from the Mendel Hawk series. Both of those books were from the series. It's book one and book two. Team Players was book two, and I loved – Love, 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 loved this book. This book was so good. It was very much, it wasn't really like rivals to lovers. It was just like really two competitive people who are just like super into each other. And there is a third act breakup. <sighs> but there is a cute little vet to see like, you know, if, you know, who's going to follow up first type shit. I don't know. It was just good. I definitely recommend both books um, by Deanna Gray. Team Players is like the one with, um, kind of like the rivals to lovers type vibe and then the other book sunny disposition has um kind of like no third act breakup it's just two people falling in love hidden identity again i kind of really like this like hidden identity theme and i think like if you do it really well it comes off magnifique i'm just saying um if you want a full review of sunny disposition check out my instagram oh that girl reads and you can see all of that there Another book that I read was Chaser by Therese M. Clark. Most of these books that I've read were digital this month. Yeah, most of the books that I read were digital this month. Um, this other one, Chaser ter- by uh, Therese M. Clark, it clocks in around 383 pages. It's a little on the longer side for me in terms of like romance. Um, and it's one of those books where I didn't really feel feel like it needed to be that long in the sense that like I don't know I felt like we were like really jumping between like timelines in this book and I really liked it I liked the plus size main character she's a billionaire she's rich she's hot she's like thriving in life but she's also complex in that she's had some insecurities and she's worked super hard throughout her life to rebuild herself from the image that her ex-lovers and her family have imposed on her as like um like a fat black woman who's in upper society essentially um and she meets this kind of like cowboy ranger type guy um and that guy is featured in the last book that features her best friend so this is kind of like a second book in kind of like a romantic series that follows like each character I really liked it it was really enjoyable when I read it I think my main thing with it is that I kind of wish rather than this being a romance that it was kind of a coming of age story type thing for the main character shayla i enjoyed shayla so much that i wish i would have gotten to see her go through that development on her own um especially because i didn't really feel like i liked the male love interest as much like i I wasn't really feeling him like that i i kind of felt i felt kind of irritable whenever he was around I was like, oh dang! Now we gotta talk to him. I felt irritable when he was around, but I also felt like that's when we got to know a lot more about Shayla and where a lot of like her little quirks were kind of being teased out as well. Um, but I just, I really wish that I could just have a story about her. Like I just, I adored Shayla, and also I've never had um, migraine be represented. Like, chronic migraine be represented in a novel before and I'm someone who suffers with chronic migraines and I don't know it's kind of special to kind of have a character who was kind of like me in that sense so that was a really interesting take I just I really do wish that like we got a little bit more of just about Shayla I didn't really care about her love interest so I mean Therese really wrote like a really good female lead I I really wish that like I just want a story about her. Just call it Shayla. <laughs> and this book specifically for Bria because she wants to know all about Shayla. Okay. Um, another book that I read this month was The Happy Couple by Noise Dolan. I feel like I'm pronouncing that wrong. This one was fun. It reminded me of four weddings and a funeral. And to be honest, I, I came out of the book exp- I I went into the book thinking like, okay, I'm going to be on someone's side because it is in the synopsis. It just basically explains that, um, the groom in the wedding, I forget everybody's names, but the groom in this wedding, in this book, uh, he's been actively cheating on his fiance and his fiance kind of knows it. And the story kind of like basically details her story, her process and like coming to the conclusion of like whether or not she's going to get married and everyone around her is like are they going to get married are they going to make it to the altar type thing and so you get all these cool perspectives you get the bride's perspective the groom well bride's perspective and then I think you get the groom's best friend's perspective next and then you get the bride's sister's perspective next and then you get the wedding guest perspective next Wait, oh, no. you get the groom's perspective next and then you get the wedding guest perspective and it was so fun it, it was like a really fun book it was like sad and moody and like some of the humor I didn't fully get. It feels particular to people who are like from the UK. <laughs> like, there's like like really like um, like jokes and tones that I feel like only that I feel like only like they would kind of clue in on. So there's kind of like a little bit of like cultural relativism with that, uh, which made me laugh because there is an American character in there who never gets the jokes that like that the group is telling even though they're like friends and stuff like that, he never gets it. And I was like, I am that American. Um, But it was, it was really good. I gave it four stars. I, oh my God, the groom's perspective was the best. I loved his perspective on that whole entire thing. It was great. And so the last book that I read this month was Yellow Face by RF Kwong. This book was insanely good. I feel I've, I've, have a full review of it on my Instagram. Oh, that girl reads. So if you want like full flesh out thoughts about it, you can go check it out over there. But I will say like if you are looking to get into like an RF Kuang book and you think like Babel is a little too big, a little bit too intense, the vibes kind of like you know rah, or if you think like Poppy War is a little bit too like intense, I think going in and exploring Yellowface will kind of give you the vibe of Arf Kwong's writing and get you excited about her writing. So I'm actually kind of excited to um, explore more of Arf Kwong's writing. I have so many of her books on my shelf, like so many of, of her books on my shelf, and I need to actually read what is on my shelf. But yes. So something that I kind of also want to talk about this month, like it, it, it has been the highest reading month for me, but it's also been the highest book buying month for me. I was going to do like a little haul on here, but I figured that I'll just save that haul for um, my YouTube channel. That is Bria L. You can go check it out over there. I feel like it would just be kind of too long and a little bit cumbersome with the setup that I have going over here to do a book haul, but I do have to mention these beautiful kennedy ryan books that i got um i got so first off congratulations to kennedy ryan for being picked up by a traditional publisher i believe she's going with bloom books and so with that there has been like some cover changes going on and the new covers um for like the hoop series i wasn't i'm not really feeling i'm not really feeling so it got they so she had two editions of the hoop series one of them was with like the nice men on the cover um and the other one is like with like the hand-drawn people and i think a lot of romance nowadays is kind of going towards this um ambiguous or discreet covering when it comes to romance and i'm like pshaw! i don't believe in that <laughs> The whorier the book looks, the better it is. No, just kidding. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't know how I necessarily feel about that. But at the same time, I do think that opens up a little bit more sellability for the author. So at the same time, I'm kind of like, I get it. You know, you don't really see many people walking around with like the traditional clinch covers anymore, though I will say I need to start reading Beverly Jenkins. I need, I, I heard that Beverly Jenkins was really good and she has like the traditional clinch covers and I kind of want them. So I think that's going to be next on my list in terms of my book buying, but I do, wow, I'm all over the place. I do want to, um, read what I have first, but that's to say I got the special edition of the hoop series and that is the additions with the, um, actual, like, cartoon hand-drawn covers let me see if i can grab those for you real fast okay yeah so i got the special edition (laughs) versions of this book series and they look so good i was gonna just like insert a little photo of them but i have them physically here so you should see them so this is block shot um i again i'm not really sure of the order but i just think they're so beautiful looking and i'm so happy because this is like the first time Amazon has actually given me beautiful books. This is Hookshot, super good. And then Longshot. Longshot is the book known to make everybody cry. <laughs> um, yeah, these books are beautiful. I had to order them off of Amazon because I just really wanted them here and present and with me and I wasn't sure like I wasn't sure like if... <laughs> if like I would get the covers that I wanted in time so I was definitely I was definitely feeling like I was in a um a little bit of a scarcity mindset when I bought those books but I'm really excited that I did purchase them they're beautiful looking um so that was definitely worth it I also just did like a bunch of just little Barnes and Nobles and Target trips one of my biggest expenses this month in terms of book buying was buying my Kindle and I did buy the books that I also read <laughs> this month on Kindle on my Kindle so it, it was definitely a high buying month but my goal now is to actually just start reading through what I have accumulated especially because the summer months are my highest reading month so I don't want to um, be I don't want to waste my reading energy by like buying more and like consuming more. I really do want to give special time to like the books that I have available to me on my shelf and be grateful to them and like you know explore them. And then if they're not for me, I want to be able to give those books um, either away, donate them, or sell them secondhand. I want to you know I just I just want to be able to do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's been really, really exciting. But yeah, back to Kennedy Ryan. Um, I have to take a moment to kind of like praise her a little bit because she explained something about like her writing process that I feel like is definitely the reason why I'm really attracted to her. So the first book that I read by her is Before I Let Go. And I believe that book is now option to be made into a TV show. I'm a little nervous about that. Not sure if I'll do that. Um, i really engaged with that. But honestly, I, I'll i try. I got to support my girl. I, I just can't. It's so hard for me sometimes with like books to movies because I just feel like I want to keep them so close to me. But at the same time, like I have such deep respect for the authors that I, I want to give it a chance. But anyway, <laughs> I have to say... Um, that kennedy ryan's writing and she kind of explained this in a tiktok video is the type where it's like it's going to be romantic it's going to be so good and you're going to fall in love with these characters and you're really going to care about them but you're also going to be taken through a really emotional journey and i think that's like something that i really appreciated about before i let go was the fact that the love was so real to me. Before I let go is um for those of you who don't know, it's a second second chance romance between a couple um Yasmin and Josiah. Yasmin and Josiah have 3 children together um and it's it's a story that follows like grief, child loss, um familial loss, um divorce you know, and turbulent relationship between um, parent and child. It's such a complicated and beautiful story and despite how rough it, it was at times and how heartbreaking it was at times, it made me really believe in love in a different type of way. Like, it made me believe in love as, like, the act of love and not just the falling of love. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's a difference between the act of loving someone and the act of falling in love with someone where you're getting like all the emotions and things like that. I feel like it's the same way I view like Bridgerton or like Bridgerton versus Queen Charlotte. Whereas like Queen Charlotte, you are literally seeing um, the act of love and you kind of see like Queen Charlotte's journey and she's talking about like, you know, these hard, difficult topics and she sees love as a very practical thing. It's um, it's an emotion, it's a feeling, but it's also something she chose every single day. Whereas like with Bridgerton, there was like a little bit more fluff, you know, there's a little bit more fluff, a little bit more sauciness, a little bit more like feelings involved. And I don't know, I just feel like, before I let go and that sense has had me feeling very much like, okay, love does exist in the fact that there can be broken things, but if you choose to, you can kind of recover from anything if you truly wanted to and if it's meant to be, um, and if the other person is trying to, and I don't know, it's just so good. It is so good. It is, I have to say it is one of my favorite romances out there. It really truly is. It's one of my favorite romances out there. It really, it really modeled the type of love that I want in the sense of like, you can, in a way you can recover from anything, even if it looks crazy while <laughs> while you're recovering from it. Like, I, it's like so imperfect, like The whole journey of it is so imperfect and I feel, oh my god, it's just, oh, it is one of my favorite romances. Like, I, that's, that's all I can say. It's, it's one of my favorite romances. Um, anyway, so I'm really excited for her and, and being traditionally published. Um, I kind of want to get her, like, self-published covers in a way um because now I know that everything's going to kind of be re-released at a certain point but I'm not in a hurry um I think I did feel a little bit of panic about like the whole like self-published covers versus like traditionally published covers because of the whole Magnolia Park situation I don't know if you guys seen it I forgot um uh I forgot the author's names. it's like something Hastings but those new Magnolia Park covers are, they're not it. They do not look good. <laughs> I feel so sorry for everybody. I feel sorry for myself. I only have the first Magnolia Parks book. It wasn't, I wasn't really into it that much, but I'm kind of glad I have like the first um, cover of it. I, I think it's a really cool cover, um, but I, I wasn't really into the series. I didn't, I didn't really vibe with it that much, but I loved it love love loved that first cover and I thought it was a beautiful book like stylistically it just looked really pretty so yeah I don't know it's, it's a bunch of crazy stuff but yeah that's what's been going on with me in terms of like my bookish life in the past two weeks um I hope you guys really enjoyed that last smash Pass episode and it looks like I have more of you this time around so thank you all for being here with me it's been such an honor and such a fun journey of like um creating this podcast and expressing myself through this new medium for me I this is has been such a fun journey and so I thank you so much for being here with me and coming along with me um yeah and I hope you like the way we sound now I think we sound so good I think we sound fantastic Um, Everything's a learning curve. So if you have any feedback for me, please let me know. Otherwise, thank you all for being here. And remember to read what you love and DNF the rest. Bye. So long, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. If you would like to see more, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok, oh, that girl reads. If you want more bookish content, feel free to check out my booktube channel, Bria L, on YouTube. Remember, read what you love and DNF the rest. Bye!